Welcome to the Liberty Block. I'm Elliot Axelman. And breaking news, which is very bad news for you optimistic conservatives, it looks like D.C., Washington, D.C., the District of Columbia, the federal land that was never supposed to become a state, will become a state. House Bill 5-1 was proposed in the U.S. House by 211 sponsors. I've never heard of such a bill, I don't think. Usually there are one or two sponsors or five. 211 sponsors. That's damn near every Democrat sponsoring the bill, meaning they support the bill very much and love it. A bill to simply make D.C. a state. In the Senate, the companion bill, Senate Bill 51, is sponsored by 39 senators. That means they only need 11 of, in addition to the sponsors to support the bill. This passed the House last year, so we know the Democrats have the votes. Pelosi's on board with it. Uh, the whole Democrat Party's on board with it. Joe Biden is on board with it. He tweeted, I think it was a few months ago, he uh, retweeted Pete Buttigieg saying D.C. should be a state. It's that simple. Um, so all the Democrats support it. It'll pass the House, pass the Senate. Biden will sign it into law. And then D.C. will get two more U.S. senators that it will be permanently Democrat because D.C. is the most Democrat area of the country. It's like 90% Democrat. It'll be like California, but on steroids. And they would get one more congressperson for whatever that would mean. Um... They currently have a congressperson, but they only get to vote in committee, not on the floor technically, so they have a delegate, not a, a congressman. Um, but yeah, they'll get two U.S. senators, which would shift the balance way more in favor of Democrats. Now, what's interesting to point out is that a lot of people, myself included, thought that this would, to make D.C. a state, would require a constitutional amendment. Some people think that even with an, a constitutional amendment, it could never become a state because of it was supposed to be just federal land, just a district, where no people actually lived. It was just the seat of the government, where the capital was. But now people live there, so whatever. But some people people believe it can never become a state. Um, most people would say, I think, that it has to have a constitutional amendment. Of course, that requires two-thirds of the House, two-thirds of the Senate, and ratification by three-quarters of the states, which, which is a very, very high threshold. Probably couldn't pass, unless the Democrats really used all their political capital, in which case it could pass that the process too. Anyway, it's a bill, a simple bill, which... I think right now, but 65% chance that this will pass into law. If it does, millions more conservatives, maybe libertarians, maybe even moderate Republicans, independents, will be extremely angry, shocked, upset, blindsided, um, exasperated, exhausted, and they'll see a massive shift in the balance of power and the U.S. Senate, and in the country in general. And that would give Democrats really a permanent majority in, this, in the U.S. Senate. Remember, I've been saying for years, and I was the only one in the world saying this, that the Senate was controlled ideologically. Forget party registration. Everyone, almost every candidate, every politician, registers with the party that gives them the best chance of winning. Joe Manchin registers as a Democrat in West Virginia, but he claims to be a moderate Democrat. He might as well register Republican. That's what, he, that's what some do. Murkowski registers Republicans because you can win Alaska. Same with Susan Collins in Maine. Um, same with nearly every Republican because they're really ideologically spineless Democrats. Um, I've been saying this. I'm the only one in the world who's been saying for years that the U.S. House and Senate are both around 95% ideological Democrats and socialists. Um, some might pretend to be uh, conservative with some show bills, and we discussed that a lot on our website, libertyblock.com. 
but they've had the majorities, humongous majorities, veto-proof majorities, 90% majorities for years. And finally, now Daniel Horowitz, who's one of the few political commentators with the brain, is starting to realize that, and he's echoing exactly what I say, which is the Democrats already have 95% control of the U.S. Senate. Anyway, this D.C. becoming a state would really give them a technical majority, a total majority in the U.S. Senate going forward, and that's two more seats that they would always have. Now, some conservatives, like I just explained, Republicans never had control of the Senate. Never in history did conservatives control the Congress or any part of Congress. But even those who don't understand that you could be registered as a Republican but not ideologically conservative, people don't understand that. Even they will have to realize soon that Democrats have the U.S. Senate and they will keep control of it forever. They just took two seats from... They just took both U.S. Senate seats from plenty of conservative states that were super-duper ultra-safe conservative, not even swing states. Arizona, which five, ten years ago I don't think was considered even a swing state. It was as sure a Republican win as any state. Arizona now goes to Democrats in presidential elections, and both senators are Democrats. Georgia, one of the most conservative states, went to Biden in the presidential election, and both senators are now socialist Democrats. So they now we have to figure for at least the next you know six years or so, but probably going forward forever, they have both U.S. Senate seats from Arizona, both U.S. Senate seats from Georgia, and now two more. That's six seats that they essentially got, four of them being flipped. So Republicans lost four seats, Democrats gained six seats. That's a 10-point swing. The U.S. Senate will be Democrat forever. Anyway, I sound pessimistic, but I'm really optimistic. It's the pessimist paradox because... It's so bad, and it is bad. Democrats are going to control D.C. going forward forever, especially with the election fraud, especially with the immigration, especially with the letting illegal aliens and, and ballot harvesting. For so many, especially with, with big tech, from Facebook to Google, flipping as many as, as 50 million votes in elections because they control the news. For so many reasons, I could write five books on why Democrats will control the government of the U.S. going forward for eternity. The reason I'm optimistic is because finally it's getting so bad that more and more conservatives are going to wake up. I woke up and realized the U.S. is hopeless years ago. I, I realized this pretty quickly because I, I write about this stuff so I research and I, I'm writing a book right now and I've written about every state and every single state has such big issues that are hopeless. There's there's no hope for any state but it but maybe New Hampshire and Wyoming have a tiny bit of hope, maybe a one in a billion chance. The other states don't even have a one in a billion chance of surviving and having any freedom. They all will look like China or North Korea within a decade. But anyway, the D.C. becoming a state is going to be so good because it'll turn up the water on that metaphor of the boiling frog. And it'll be almost like jumping the shark. And Democrats will be overplaying their hand. And 50 to 100 million conservatives, nearly every conservative will wake up and say, you know what, maybe the U.S. can't be saved. Maybe it's just too far gone. They now have just gave themselves permanent control of the U.S. Senate. Maybe the U.S. can't be saved. And once millions more conservatives, 50 million, 100 million, wake up and realize the truth, the facts that the U.S. cannot be saved and that the only solution... The one in a billion prayer, but it's the only Hail Mary chance we have is going to involve a national divorce, some kind of separation or secession. 
independence is the only solution. I've been saying it for years. There's a reason that every single video and article I publish on the site harkens back to this. Without secession and independence, we're doomed because the U.S. government controls everything. I just read another article came across my desk. Wisconsin, the super conservative big majorities in the Wisconsin House and Senate were about to end the state of emergency that the, the governor dictator implemented. But then they realized that federal funding is tied to you being in a state of emergency. If you're no longer in a state of emergency, you don't get a lot of federal funding. And I'm not just talking about Stimulus Cares Act crap. I'm talking about like funding for the, the uh, what was it? The sick and the, and the school programs and school lunches and food stamps. This all is tied to being in a state of emergency now. And that's why I think all 50 states will remain in a state of emergency in perpetuity, maybe for another 5, 10, 50, 100 years. The mask mandates are going nowhere. The emergencies are going nowhere. So the legislatures, even in Wisconsin, are not going to change anything. Every state is, is totally screwed. The only states with any chance are probably Wyoming and New Hampshire because of the, the state makeup and, and the infrastructure of the government. So personally, I hope D.C. becomes a state. I think it will. About 60 65% sure that it will. Um, and, and someone else on my team who is more optimistic, or I guess it's pessimistic because it's the opposite now, someone on the team the other day told me that oh, a judge will block it because it's unconstitutional. And I reminded him that judges don't care about the Constitution. They care about being loved by the leftists. So I, I don't see any judge. Even if they did care, they wouldn't have the guts to do it because no judges have fined anymore. Remember, they wouldn't even consider hearing any case relating to election fraud, the Supreme Court. They threw out like 86 cases, right? So even when nearly every attorney general in the U.S., like more than half of the attorneys general and governors in the U.S. wanted to bring a lawsuit to the Supreme Court, they wouldn't even hear it. So yeah, judges are not on our side. They're either spineless or they're ideological Democrats. Either way, I don't see a judge blocking this. And if they do, Democrats will just go ahead with it. What's a judge going to do? Physically go up to Biden and beat him up? Physically stop the two U.S. senators in D.C. from entering the Capitol? A judge won't do that. So I think it'll pass. I don't see a judge holding it up. I think it's a very small chance of that, of a judge blocking it. So I'm optimistic that this will help wake up millions more conservatives. And right now, you know, my movement my movement is struggling. I think I'm a great, powerful, amazing activist, but ultimately I need backup. I need people. If I get 50 million dedicated, pissed off liberty activists, we could do a whole lot of good here. Um, so yeah, that, that's my thoughts on DC. I'll put the article in the video and the video in the article. Let me know your comments, all your feedback on the article. You can find us on MeWe and Gab and Kodias at the moment, or you can email us uh, my email or LibertyBlock or the website and leave a comment. Thank you very much. And until next time, check out LibertyBlock.com. More coming at you later today. Thank you.